There are two uh, questions that really are revelatory of the spiritual life. And, and the first question is, is what do you desire? What, what, what's your deepest desire, the desire of your heart? You know, in John's Gospel, before John the Baptist lets his disciples go, they come up to Jesus and, and he turns around and he says, what do you want? What do you desire? Of course, they, they don't have an answer. It's so superficial. They go, blah, 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 blah. Where, where do you live? Where do you stay? Where do you dwell? Well, there are many, many, many levels to that answer. And, we, and I really think it's really something worth pondering. And that's your assignment for the week. What is your deepest desire? How could you put it into words if you can put it into words? But today I want to look at the second question. Because I think the second question is really germane to where we are today in the world. And that is, what do you fear? What are we afraid of? We are living in this incredible age of anxiety and an age of fear. And, and we know it doesn't take a great psychologist to understand that if you want to motivate someone, the easiest, fastest, even though it's the most superficial way to motivate them, is make them very, very afraid. Afraid of the stranger, afraid of the other, afraid of the dark, afraid of the things that go bump in the night, especially afraid of the people who are not like you. And if you are afraid of them, then you may have contempt for them. You may be able to even hate them. And I will be able to control you. That's the world in which we live today. A world that is just filled with, with fears, with great fears. Fear of the unknown. But the greatest of all fears is the fear that Jesus wants us to address today. Because I am convinced until we confront this fear, we never really begin to live. My hunch is that the vast majority of the people that I'm preaching to today, and I pray to those of you who are in TV land that I am preaching to you as well, my great hunch is you've already done that. But this is a reminder of what we have already done. The greatest fear is the fear of death. And so what do we do? And we put it off. Uh, the 65-year-old buys himself a convertible and a blonde. Huh? You, 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 you put all the makeup on that you possibly can to hide the... Botox is having a field day these days. We are the biggest death-denying society in the world. We, 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 and even when we die, we dress them up and make them look so pretty. Back in the olden days, when Bill Cosby was still funny, he used to have a routine where they would go to the wake and, and, and the deceased would have a tape recorder behind themselves because the first line they always say is, doesn't he look good? <laughs> he looks dead. <laughs> doesn't he look like himself? And, and the tape recorder would say, hi, Bob, hi, Mary. Look at me, I'm Bob. Don't I look like myself? Wasn't I a wonderful guy? We don't want to deal with death. We are afraid of death. And there's an old saw, an old joke that says there are only two things to be afraid of, whether you're going to be healthy or whether you're going to be sick. If you're going to be healthy, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to worry about. And, but if you are sick, there's only two things to worry about, whether you're going to get well or whether you're going to die. Well, if you're going to get well, there's nothing to worry about. If, if, you, if you die, there's only two things to worry about, whether you're going to go to heaven or whether you're going to go to hell. If you go to heaven, there is nothing to worry about. If you go to hell, you're going to be so busy shaking hands with friends, you won't have time to worry. <laughs> I've got some good news today. I don't think we're going. 
I don't think we're going. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to say, and he does it in the most incredible, unique, wonderful, funny, funny way. He calls his disciples to himself, and he says, now, the things that I am telling you in secret, you are to shout from the housetops. Because the, 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 the great reality is the more you cover it up, the more it explodes out. Uh, the great, la- letter, l- great lesson we have all learned from Watergate to today, from Nixon to this day, is that it's never the sin, it's always the cover-up. And whatever you push down, if it's spiritual, it's going to explode out. And then he goes on to talk about fear. As a matter of fact, he begins this little pericope with fear no one and fear no thing. And then he goes on to say, uh, I don't want you to be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot touch the soul. Uh, I don't want you to be afraid of them. There's nothing, nothing to be afraid of there. You want to be afraid? And every time I read this passage in the Bible, I can just picture my mother. Every time I got upset or I started crying, and because and, I, I spilt my ice cream and, and we were in the middle of a store and she wanted me to behave a little bit better and, and, she, and I'm going, ah, 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 and she goes, you want something to cry about? I'll give you something to cry about. I think we've all heard that line at some time. <laughs> and that's what Jesus is doing. He's, he's, I will raise the ante. You want to be afraid? Let me scare the bejesus out of you. You want to be afraid? Here's you want to be afraid of. You be afraid of the one who, after the body is de- dead, can cast the soul into Gehenna, where the worm dies not and the fire is never extinguished. Are you afraid? I'm scared out of my wits. Good. Now here's what I want you to hear. And this is the wonderful part. This is the part that we don't always hear. And, the, and this is the part that says, uh, are, are not a, a two sparrows sold for a couple of farthings? Yet not one sparrow touches the ground without your heavenly Father knowing it. Even the hairs on your head are counted. And as I've said so many times, for some of us that's a lot easier than for others of us. It's not a big deal. He, what he's saying, is that the mercy and the love and the goodness of God penetrates the depth of who we are. And we are not judged solely by what we do, but by who we are. God does not love us if we are good. God loves us just as we are. Oh, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? You are worth more than a whole flock of sparrows. You are worth more than a whole flock of those. And, 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 and don't worry, and don't worry, because that's the worst, most superficial motivation of all. You know, in the old confidior, and that's the one that a lot of us were raised on, we get to the point where it says, I, I confess my sins because I fear the loss of heaven and the pains of hell. And that's been our motivation. But that makes our life a transaction. I'm going to be a good little boy, but when I'm done, you owe me heaven. No. Heaven's now. Heaven's here. But for those who have eyes to see, there is nothing to be afraid of. We are loved as we are, not as we should be. Hell, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, 
what should be our motivation? Well, if the opposite of love is not hate, the opposite of love is fear, our motivation should be, should be God's motivation. Love. Doesn't want one lost. Now, is there a hell? Our theological foundations say, yeah, 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 it's there, it's there. Can you get there? I don't know. I do know this, that the Catholic Church has declared a lot of saints. We know they're in heaven. The Catholic Church has never declared anybody in hell. Not even Judas. Not even Judas. There's a story, I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, about St. Teresa of Avila who was called into the Inquisition and they said to Teresa and they pointed their finger at her, Teresa, we hear that you have denied hell. Is there a hell? And Teresa responded, yes, yes, yes. And then she turned to her fellow sister and she says, but I don't think anybody's there. <laughs> That's our God. That's our motivation. Fear is the enemy. Fear really is the enemy. Fear has just strangled us so much. We are so tied up with fear. And the greatest joy of God is to see us dancing naked into the moonlight, utterly free, enjoying the splash of the water as it comes on on our face, enjoying the smile of a child, enjoying the fullness of life. Oh, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The, 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 the sting of death comes from fear. Fear has been overcome. He lives. So shall we all. But don't wait until you die. Life begins here, now. Oh, the great toast. May you live until you die. And then may you live forever.